Hey friends, it's your girl Britt and Joy Jolene. Welcome to Back to Her. If you aspire to heal, evolve, or revolutionize, this podcast is for you. Make sure you subscribe and follow us on Instagram at official back to her. And that too is the number two. Let's get it. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Back to Her podcast. We are so appreciative of everyone who is continuing to tune in. And we're hoping that you're having an amazing Sunday. Um, And so today we have a very, very special guest for a very special topic that we know the girls want to hear. So we have AP. Um, So I'll let you introduce yourself, AP, and tell us like a little bit about you. Um, And yeah. All right, cool. Thank you guys for having me on the podcast today. Um, I'm AP. I just moved to the DMV area about three years ago, um, specifically Mm -hmm. in Maryland. Um, I graduated from Hampton University, Mm -hmm. five-year MBA program. got my master's. I work in tech for the nine-to-five, and I have a business. I'm a brand owner owner of um, Another Perspective Clothing. Um, And, yeah, that's just a little bit about me. Yay. And we have a – you're from Jersey, right? Yeah, originally from Jersey, for sure. Okay. We have a large, large, large um, (laughs) – Jersey like population, so if you want to like shout out where in Jersey, oh, yeah, Rowley, Rowley, New Jersey, you already know Union County, you feel me? You know, know, grew up on all of that, you know, good Jersey music, dance music, and all that. (laughs) Okay, Okay. yes, so let's go ahead and not waste time and get right into the episode. So, we actually have a question, um, that came from a previous guest of ours. Um, and so we're going to read the question and we're just going to unpack it together. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so, all right. So here's the question, y'all. Are y'all ready? Okay. Yes. So what would you rather have in a partner? So would you rather have someone who is content and always wants to grow and achieve more, right? So that person who is constantly focused on their career, focused on their personal growth and someone who just constantly is worried about, you know, the improvement of themselves and their evolution? Or would you rather a partner who can live comfortably um, once y'all reach a certain level? So what are, what are y'all's thoughts? So first, we want to hear from you, AP. Like, what would you rather have? Um, I think I would rather have somebody that's, like, always aspiring to, like, grow, do more, just because it'll, it'll keep me on my toes. I'm not the one to kind of feel, like, like complacent in where I'm at. Um, I just think that like if your partner is kind of like striving for more um, organically, you kind of like will strive for more too. I think that when you, I mean, it's cool to chill once you get to a certain level, but um, I think that, I don't know. I don't, at least in my experience or in my foresight, I don't even see myself like just like chilling until I'm like, I don't know. You got to think about it. It's, it's billionaires out here that got, you know what I'm saying? Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos, they ain't chilling. You feel me? He's still mm-hmm. kind of aspiring to do more. So I just feel like that just keeps life more fun, in my opinion. Yeah. And just to give our audience a background, so are you currently in a relationship? Are you single? Yeah, I'm, I'm currently in a relationship. Um, I have a beautiful yeah. girlfriend. Her name is Jade. Yeah, And how long that. have y'all been together? So we dated for a long period of time, but officially inside of like when I asked her to be my girlfriend um, was last February. Wow. Yes, that's amazing. And I feel like 
you know, with relationships, you kind of learn what exactly you do like, what you don't like, you know, as you, as we all grow through certain relationships and we date people, we kind of figure out what we're attracted to and what kind of turns us off. So I know you said that like you want to constantly grow um, and achieve more. So why exactly that? Well, I just think that, you know, like I have like, I think very big. So I have a dream big. And so I feel like with those dreams, like it's cool. A lot of people, everybody has dreams, right? But like, Mm. unless you're putting some action behind them, you're just really just going to stay dreams. And I think Mm. that when I share that with my partner, you know, she also thinks big as well. Like she wants to be in a, in a certain space when um, she reaches different ages and the same thing with me. So it's like at this juncture right now, I feel like we got to work towards getting there. Feel me? Like still have fun in the process, but like what's the next thing that we're doing to level up ourselves and like, you know, continue to grow. Mm-hmm. Right. Wait, AP, how old are you? 28. 28. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay. Enjoy, so- what's your answer? So I honestly, I would love a partner who's never consent and just always wants to grow and achieve more because I feel like once you get to the point of just being content, sorry, y'all, that's my dog. I don't know if y'all can hear it in the background, Um, but once you get to a point where you're content, I feel like, okay, so here's my viewpoint, right? In life, we always want to constantly evolve and grow. I understand that. But a lot of people find their purpose very early in life. And they get, in a sense, comfortable with that. Um, And so I feel like I would rather the partner who always wants to grow and achieve more. Because in a sense, that motivates me to do the same. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm also that type of, that girlfriend that is always motivating my man to, like, grow and to, like, you know, grow beyond what he even has in his mindset. Like, you know, are you I'm guys not... in a relationship right now? Yes, <laughs> I'm single. Joyce okay. in a relationship. Brittany is single, but I'm in a relationship right now. And I feel like this topic, it definitely hits me because I feel like some men throughout my dating history, some men are very receptive to that and they respect it. And they're like, you know, like my man right now, he's receptive to it. And like, he grows with me and he loves it. And he loves the motivation. Whereas, you know, relationships I've been in prior, it's kind of like almost like intimidating and it comes across as like you're being a mom, you're being a mom. Um, And so that's definitely been something that's been difficult to navigate. But what I personally would like is someone who not only that I'm motivating, but who's motivating me as well, you know, and just influencing me to strive for better and bigger and like, you know, really step outside of my comfort zone and always be interested in something else. Even if I do get that dream career, um, how can I do more? Or even if we're not just talking about career with healing, like it's, it's various aspects of an individual, you know, what's your healing journey look like? Um, are you praying every day? Are you mm-hmm. invested in yourself, you know, your self care? Like, what does that look like? I'm not only looking at your career, but I'm also looking at, what you how you want to grow as an individual as a soul and so um you know that's definitely something difficult when it comes to men in my experiences um but I'm definitely interested in your perspective as well Britt oh wait can you read one more time because yeah so make sure that I'm answering the correct correct so would you rather a partner who's never content and always wants to grow and achieve more 
Or would you rather a partner who can live comfortably? Like, once y'all get to a certain level, they're like, I'm good. Like, I'm comfortable. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life for the next 30, 40 years. And that's it. Okay. So I would say personally that I feel like I'd rather be with someone who with once we get to a certain point we live comfortably but the reason why I said that is because I feel like like I too am a a dream chaser I too dream very big I'm always like looking for the next opportunity looking for better ways to um, improve myself and things like that but and I feel like when in terms of being in a relationship that also comes with sacrifice. So meaning if I was in a relationship, right, I'm an actor, right? So let's say I book a gig and it's in LA and I live in Atlanta and it's like, all right, I'm going to have to be in LA away from my man for the next six months. Or my man is a big dreamer as well. And he um, is a world traveler and he has to go to Europe for four months. And I don't get to see my man because not only I can't even just, take a one two three flight to LA but I actually have to go out of way out of the country to see him and so I just say that to say that I feel like we don't really talk about the downsides of dream chasing and the downsides of like what it really takes when you're dreaming big and it's not to say that I will want my partner to stop dreaming big but I just feel like once we get to a certain point it's not to say that we we're chilling and that we're complacent but we're comfortable so it's like I don't have to constantly outsource because I've gotten to a place in my life where I've worked so hard that my businesses are working for me. And so if I want to say, okay, I haven't, I have established an amazing team who literally can run my business for me without my presence, me and my man can go to another continent for a month and be okay. So I think that it is not to say that I want to be complacent, but I just, like I said, I feel like we don't like, we don't talk about, the downsides of just always wanting more and I feel like a part of always wanting more is just sometimes when you want so much you don't it takes away from you being present like you know how they be like oh you know sometimes you want so much and you don't even realize that you're sitting in an answered prayer mm-hmm. you you know what I'm saying I'm looking at looking at it from that lens of like what if like I just I just I want to I, I aspire to be present in all spaces of my life and I don't want to grow old and be exhausted do you not feel like when you're growing right now, you can't continue to be present as well? Mm-hmm. Like we're all, we're all growing in our careers and our mm-hmm. life. You know what I'm saying? And still present right now, like in all aspects of that life. I just think that present is literally just making sure that you're in that moment at that, mm-hmm. at that time and like kind of embracing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like I don't know, right? Like sometimes, like like as y'all know, I'm single, and like when I have these type of conversations with my friend, I friends, I just be like, yo, like right now, I'm in a space in my life where I feel like I'm just, it's just all about me, and like I don't really yeah. want to share that with anyone else. Like I don't want to, like I don't know. I feel like in my mind sometimes I'd be like not really wanting to share myself until I'm at a certain point. But my friends always tell me like. You can still be finding new mm-hmm. it's not like I'm lost or anything, but like as you continue to develop and find new parts of yourself, you still can be with a person. But I guess that's just like a I don't know, like yeah. I guess I, I genuinely like being single. So it's like my mindset <laughs> might be wrong towards it. I don't know. Yeah, not necessarily wrong, but I feel like it comes with experience. And <laughs> honestly, y'all, as somebody who is like a relationship girl, if I'm being honest. Um, I've had several experiences and I know for a fact that 
you never want to be complacent in your relationship because one thing is like, okay, how do I say this? So basically you never want your partner to outgrow you because once they outgrow you, it's like y'all can't relate in a sense. If somebody is outgrowing you, you're on two different vibrational levels. You're on two different mental levels and that's what you don't want. Um, So in a relationship, I feel like you want a partner who's growing with you and a partner who will motivate you to grow. So of course, it's going to be duality in a relationship and it's going to be, you know, somebody who's more motivated than the other. That's, you know, expected to happen. But at the same time, you want to make sure that you're constantly evolving, you're constantly growing so that you're not outgrowing the other person. And also just even though we're in relationships and AP, I don't, you know, if you relate to this, let me know. Even though we're in relationships, it's like we should never get to a point where we're complacent or we're comfortable or, you know, because I feel like sometimes we get in relationships and we can get in a comfort zone that stunts our growth. So Yeah, you don't ever want to get comfortable. I think that's why it's uh, it's healthy to have uncomfortable conversations with your partner because you're kind of learning them at each step. You know, you don't fully know your partner just because you've been with them for X amount of years. Mm-hmm. You're constantly learning them. So like, hey, how's that? You know what I'm saying? Just checking in. You're like, what What could I be doing better? Like, is it mm-hmm. how you feel? Lately? Like, you feel like you've been going on the same dates. You want to do more? Like, what you want to travel more? Like, what What should be our next thing? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Kind of just like having those, those healthy conversations. I feel like that keeps that relationship just always renewed. Yeah, it keeps your relationships renewed. And then at the same time, you fulfill yourself so that codependency doesn't happen because that's the worst thing you want to happen is like codependency is forming and you're just motivating your man motivating your woman and like you look back at yourself and you're like well damn what did I do it in the last year like I've been supporting their growth this whole time but I haven't accomplished everything I set my mind to accomplish within this last year because I've been supporting my partner and then what happens with that is you build a lot of resentment for your partner because you've been supporting them too much to the point where you forgot about yourself. And so that's why I definitely am on the side of like being with someone who's never content because, and always wants to grow and achieve more because I want to make sure you're motivating me and I'm motivating you. And we're both, you know, of course we're in our relationship, but we're also having our individual growth taking place because like I said, in a lot of relationships is people kind of get that mindset of like, my partner is me and I'm my partner, but no, it's like you two are two separate individuals who yeah. have two separate life purposes. Um, yes, you're brought together to love on each other and to like, you know, create a family and all that great stuff. But at the same time, if you don't fulfill your own personal destiny, you're going to build resentment. You're going to be unhappy and you're going to, at the end of the day, you're going to keep thinking about the things that you could have did, but you did not do. Um, so that brings me to the next question of like, how, I mean, honestly, the majority of individuals who listen to our podcast and tune in are women. So could you give us like the men's perspective of like how that feels to be with a woman who wants to grow or vice versa, AP? Um, I think so, uh, funny enough, well, not funny enough, but like I've been in a relationship where the woman wasn't not wasn't trying to grow for real and mm-hmm. and now a relationship with someone that does want to grow mm-hmm. and i could just say that when you if you're a type of person that like is aspiring to do a lot you're a big dreamer big thinker and you're with someone that isn't like that and is kind of content i feel like they tend to like just latch on to you for mm-hmm. everything like it's not like they don't have their own 
individualism. Like they kind of just want to, whatever you're doing is cool with them. It's, it's what they want to do. And you know what I'm saying? It's kind of just like, it could, it could kind of feel a little suffocating a little bit just because mm-hmm. it's like, all right, like I got things that I want to do. I got to do X, Y, and Z to get there. And it's like, well, yeah, you tagging along for it, but it's like, you don't have any dreams of your own. Like you don't got no, mm-hmm. it's nothing that you want to do. Like you want to grow and do more of, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it don't even have to just be in your career. Cause I feel like what people say, like you, like you were talking about joy, um, it's not just growth and just like your career, right? It's growth and, you know, you know, spirituality, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You could be like different, it's different aspects that you can grow in. But when people just kind of get content with life, like, you know, oh, I graduated, I got a comfortable job, you know, you know, I got my three friends or whoever, and I'm cool with everything. It's just like, all right, but, you know, like, I got things over here that I want to do. So it's like, if you're not on that same path, it kind of could feel like heavier in a relationship because you feel like mm-hmm. it's not even like a bestie or a girlfriend. It's just like a somebody that's always almost like a kid a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? like, and so, um, but the duality with that, like when I me being with somebody that does want to grow, I feel like I got more space to just like chase dreams, talk, feed, like you know, get feedback from her, like because mm. oh, she's on the same path, right? And she could tell me about you know pitfalls and problems and hardships, and we could kind of work through those things together. But if I'm only the only person that's telling you all of this, or you know, talking to you, it could seem like everything is kind of just about me, then, right? Because it's like, mm-hmm. like, what are you doing on your side, like? But it's there that you know that you mm-hmm. have going on. So I think that those two things with somebody that wants to grow and opposed to somebody who doesn't really want to grow. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like a lot of what you're saying is like being equally yoked, right? Yeah. And equally yoked is not always just spiritually and like religiously, but it's also like in life as well. You want someone who is gonna be on your same path when it comes to your motivation, your inspirations, all that good stuff. Um and so I have a, a question and it's kind of personal. I don't know if it'll be too personal, but like, do you, in, I don't, okay. So basically would you, I'm not sure about your girlfriend right now. Shout out to you sis. Um, but like, would that ever be intimidating for you to be with a woman who is constantly motivating you, constantly growing, making more money than you are like, you know, how would that, could you give us a little perspective on that from me? Yeah, for sure. So, um, like what me and my girl, like she, uh, she actually just got a, a new job at somewhere. I'm not going to put our business out there. Like yeah, that, of course not. It's like a big, big company, right? You know what I'm saying? We all know this company. She had this big, big mm-hmm. tech job and we, like, I, she was waiting for it. She was praying for it. Mm-hmm. You know, we were strategizing how to get her from one area uh, in her career to the next. And she finally got it in the place that she working at. It's bigger than where I work at, you feel me? But I was really just excited for her and happy that she's actually gotten there, right? Um, she has a lot of things going on for herself. So it's like mm. for somebody else, it could be intimidating if they're if they're not sure and comfortable with what they want to do. You know what I'm saying? Um, I believe that like whether or not she was making more money or not, I'm still gonna provide. I'm still gonna be the provider. You feel mm-hmm. me? Like I don't think that the provider means that you have to necessarily make the most money and all that is more so like what, what, what you do have, you're willing to provide and give to make sure that they're always cared for. And so um, like, even with me, like I have a son, I have a three-year-old son mm-hmm. and I can make more than her. Right. And, but my expenses is different than hers. Right. I still got to mm-hmm. pay for my son. He go to private school. You know, I got still, I got a mortgage to pay. I got things that I still got to pay for. So I can make more 
but I still have more expenses and it could still be like I have less money, you know, to be, yeah. you know, not to say frivolous, but like to, to take on dates, to take on trips, to provide, are you hungry? Little things like small things like that. But I think that, uh, I don't know, it just makes me want to keep going. It's like, ah, right, you doing well? Are you doing better than me right now? Let's go. Keep going. And if, and if she if she was up and I was down, she would hold it down. You feel me? Like, it's not like a thing of like, a, oh, dang, she make more than me or she's doing better than me. So I'm hating on my girl. Like, that's so whack to me. Like, <laughs> don't you, you want your, I feel like you want your significant other to just, yeah, to be both doing well. Like, when y'all join a union, it's going to be even lit. Like, right. People Do always talk about Beyonce ex- and Jay-Z. <laughs> right. Wait, so have you ever, like, encountered other men where whether they were like friends or just like associates that either you picked up on from just conversation or just like observation where their woman was doing more than them and you can um like sense a sense of like jealousy or intimidation and if so then why do you feel like that is yeah well i have i have sensed that before um and i just think that it, it comes more so with the it's like a personal problem almost it's almost like Mm-hmm. you're you're missing something within yourself like you don't know yourself you're not that sure of yourself so it's kind of like you might be jealous of like somebody that's striving to do more and they know what they want to do and they're kind of like achieving those things because it, it it doesn't happen with just women it happens with your yeah. friends too yeah you feel me you could be like you see it in friend groups all the time like people oh yeah you know her little her little podcast or her little she started her little last business or some shit you know what i'm saying so Sorry, I'm sorry if I cursed. No, you didn't curse. That's okay. Like they, they'll, they'll, you know, what I'm saying they kind of downplay those things, and it's kind of like a, it's like a hating undertone to it mm-hmm. because they're not showing themselves, or they're not where they want to be in it. You know what I'm saying? And I think a lot of people, um, they kind of attribute like success, like if somebody else is doing well, that mm-hmm. now I'm not doing well. It's like mm-hmm. nah, they just, they just got what they prayed for. God's still gonna come through for you. Yeah, stay on your path. You feel me? So when I see that, you know, especially with men, it's just like. We kind of like call each other. I mean, at least with my friends, we call each other out. If it sound weird, if it sound like you hating, one of my homies would be like, "Yo, you sound like you hating a little bit." Like, you feel me? And they gotta, they gotta defend that. They gotta, you know, what I'm saying, give us your thought process because you sound like you hating a little bit on your girl or whatever. You feel me? Like, so I, I just think that it's like an insecurity with themselves. Yeah, it nah, it definitely is, and I'm I'm gonna have a a very like raw and transparent moment. Um, I think that I, like, I used to really, like, be intimate. Like, when I realized, like, I felt like someone was doing better than me, I used to, like, I would feel a sense of, like, intimidation. And it would drive my, it would drive me crazy because I'm not, like, in my heart, I'm not a jealous person. So I would just always be like, yo, like, I'm genuinely happy for this person. I love this person. Like, I don't understand why I'm like getting this little weird feeling, you know? And I like, I, w- I was, pr- I prayed on it for so long and I feel like God revealed to me why I was experiencing that. And it kind of went for me personally and went back to childhood. And so like growing up, I was a troubled child and, you know, it was me and all my friends, like we all was troubled. And, you know, I was the last one out of all of my friends to, you know, get my my shit together, you know. So yeah. it was like we went from all being suspended at the same time, all being in brawls, fighting, you know, doing the same stuff, cutting up, cutting school, like to together to everybody being in the honor roll. And, you know, and I'm just like in the stage just watching or, you know, everybody getting inducted into the National Honor Society and I'm just watching and like. I couldn't, for a long time, I couldn't really 
find the motivation that they had. And I, I always was happy for them. And it wasn't even like, damn, I'm hating, damn, I'm jealous. But if anything, I just felt because I couldn't find that motivation within myself, I felt down about me. Like, it was never about them. Like, I was just like, yeah. damn, like, looking down on myself or whatever. And so as I grew and I went to college and I, I like, you know, I started getting on myself. I was having a lot of accomplishments. It was like, it, it like I was feeling great about myself. But even with all the amount of success that I was still, you know, mm. obtaining, I would still have those moments where, you know, I would notice certain things or I would see like see somebody that I love doing well and I would be genuinely happy. But it's like I even through my genuine happiness, I still would feel like a like a like a burn in my stomach. And I like I'm like, yo, I genuinely cannot understand this because I really am happy for this person. Like because before the public win, I would be the person behind the scenes like, all right, let's do this. Helping them strategize, like you said, or pouring into them. But I feel like God revealed to me that I had to heal from you know, as I grow and as I, you know, heal, I feel like I haven't healed that little girl who was like traumatized and overlooked and troubled. Like I grew out of her, but it's still a part of me that I feel like whenever, like when I look at who I am today and I look at who I aspire to be and all the things that I'm doing, that little girl, I suppress her. Like this, I, it was a point in time I used to be like, yo, I hate who I used to be. But mm -hmm. as long as I continue to hate who I used to be, I, I will never give that little girl enough love for that wound to be healed because that was something that I wouldn't say it traumatized me, but as a kid, it really hurt me, especially being a, a young girl. You know, my mom was sick. My dad was on drugs. Mm -hmm. I didn't have, you know, that parent figure like, mm -hmm. okay, you can do it too. You can achieve this. Let me help you achieve this. Like, it's like I literally had to pull it out of nowhere. So mm. that's that's a very raw and, like, transparent moment. But I just kind of want to share that because I feel like I'm not the only one, you know. And there's people. Yeah. It, it's weird. Like, like you said, it's like, yo, bro, like, why are you hating or why are you this? But it's like, I, I say that to say that if you are the person who's on the other side and you notice that something is wrong like you might have to dig deep and like yeah you might not have a jealous heart or a hate yeah. heart but it might be something in your childhood or one specific life experience that you're running from that mm -hmm. you never heal from and it shows up and it's like you have to be careful because you know like as a person I always tell myself like I I I want to be surrounded around people that are always doing better than me yeah. because as long as I'm around people that's doing better for me I it like like we've said all throughout this conversation it motivates you to do more but mm -hmm. in order to be like you have to be genuinely grounded and secure within yourself to be around a high caliber around a person because now like maybe maybe in my 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 13 14 15 year old self i couldn't handle seeing like damn my house everyone winning and i'm not but as a 30 year old woman that narrative has to change i have to be able to sit in these rooms and be genuinely happy and not not second guess with like damn she's doing this so what am i doing wrong that i'm not on the same stage as she has and be allow myself to be fully present and just all happy and no second thoughts of myself Mm. That was a mouthful, but yeah. Nah, that was good. That was deep, though, for real, for real. Yeah, like, that's deep. You never see, you never get that perspective from the person that might have felt that hate in their heart, but they don't even know why. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And yeah, and something. Well, first, I appreciate you for like giving us that vulnerable moment. Um, and like you said, I'm pretty sure. I'm very sure that it's people who definitely have had that same exact experience. 
I know with me, when you were talking, like, it brought me back to a moment in fifth grade. I remember specifically um, at my elementary school, I was in class. With, I'm not going to say her name, um, but she was one of my close friends. Um, and then she was also very smart, just naturally extremely smart. And I remember the moment where she got straight A's. Like she literally got straight A's and the teacher was like, oh, the one person that got straight A's this year was so-and-so. And so here's your award. And then, um, and you know, this is allowing me to reflect back on myself and kind of like how I reacted to things. But me, I looked at that as like a challenge. I was like, oh, yeah, she got straight A's. I can do it, too. And that's my close friends, like close friend. I can do it, too. And so literally I worked hard, like I applied myself and literally the next semester or whatever that is in grade school, the next marking period, um, I got straight A's as well. And I made that like my focus and like my big dream or, you know what I mean? To get straight A's. And so from that moment, she motivated me, you know, I was like, okay, this is my friend. We relate on a lot of things. If she can do it, I can do it too. And so I challenged myself to do it. And literally that next marking period, I got straight A's too. Um, and so I say that to say my personality is more so like if I see somebody else doing that, I'm like, bet. I can do that too. Like if some, if someone who looks like me, who, you know, is similar to me can do it, I can do it as well. And so I always looked at other people's success as challenges um, for me to do the exact same. And I was actually, um, someone said, basically when you're in the space or in the mindset of comparing yourself, look at what you have to offer that they don't. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, even though she may have to offer that she's getting these good grades and these straight A's or like you said, Britt, um, these people were getting honors awards. What do they have that I that I do have? Right. What do they not have that I do have? And so knowing that, OK, they may have be able to get these good grades, but this is who I am as an individual. I can work hard. I can really apply when I really apply myself. I can do anything that I put my mind to. And so for me, that was a very motivating factor to know that the people around me are doing great and I can do the same thing. And that's kind of something that I carry on um, to this day is just like, I'm very motivated by that. Like even when I get mentors or just people like my friends, when they're accomplishing things, I'm just like, Ooh, I can do it too. It's just motivational. And so um, but I definitely understand the perspective of how that can be intimidating, you know, depending yeah. on where you are in your life. And really, that's what it comes down to. Like, where are you in your life? What is your mental like? You know, what have you been through in life to make you feel as if, you know, that's something that you should be intimidated by or like something that may trigger you in a sense? Um, and so I definitely understand that perspective as well. And so I'm curious to know, AP, like, have you ever been in that situation? Um, even going back to your childhood where you've been kind of in competition with someone or maybe you were um, like maybe intimidated by someone. And how did you react to that? Um, I think I had growing up, I had a similar perspective to you as like, like getting motivated by somebody else's success. Um <laughs> I think that, like, within sports, you know, when I was younger, like, seeing, like, people, like, you know, oh, right, he made the varsity team or he made the, the basketball team. Like, I'm going to make the basketball team and I'm going to start. Or, oh, this person did it, so it's like, I could do it too. 
And I think that that kind of mentality, I'm really a competitive person. So I'm like just competitive at nature, Mm -hmm. which I think that competitiveness sometimes could be um, from trauma. Mm -hmm. Um, Like you could, you you, you could have like kind of picked up that competitiveness from trauma because, you know, Mm -hmm. it could have been daddy issues or something in in the past where like you felt like you had to compete and make sure that you're the best or I'm going to be the hardest. I'm going to be the fastest. I'm going to be the smartest because, you know, if I don't, then I'll be looked at as less than, or I won't be, I won't make my parents happy or my brother happy or whatever. Right. Mm. And so, um, I just think that I've always like kind of grew up on some competitive stuff. And I think that, I mean, I, I also kind of feel like that, that carried on even to college. Like I think that was before I pledged, um, into the fraternity that I'm a part of Omega Psi Phi. Um, like I, I would see other people that I'm like, I heard this the hardest frat, like, Mm. All right, I heard, it's, I heard it's real hard to get through, but all right, that person the cute though. I know he ain't harder than me. Like, I'm gonna get through the like, kind of having that mindset just kind of carried with me, like, throughout my life. And like, when I see people doing it, I'm like, all right, he did it. I'm proud. You can clap, congratulate him, but like, I can do it too, right? Like, yeah, I'm gonna prove it to myself, not prove it to make sure that I'm better than you or something, but like, kind of just prove it to myself <laughs> that I can do it too. Mm-hmm. Like, I think and that competitiveness are- keeps you not unsure of yourself. Right. I like how you mentioned that, how like competitiveness, I never heard that perspective that competitiveness um, could come from trauma. So somewhere I definitely want you to unpack that a tad. But I guess my question is like, do y'all feel like, like, I'm not saying that like what you guys are saying is wrong or anything like that. Like just open it, the, you know, the conversation for further dialogue. But do you guys feel like having, like seeing someone and be like, all right, bet if, this person can do it, then I can do it too. Or if he do it, then I know I can do it better than him. Or having that sense of like competitiveness that do y'all feel like that's always healthy? I'll let you go. No, it's not. I don't think it's always healthy at all. Yeah. And then right. why why do you feel that way? I mean, because it's it's like it's, it, 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 it kind of starts to bleed into pridefulness. Like, mm-hmm. you, like, oh, if I lose again, I'm not going back in the house. Like, I'm staying outside until I win. Like, you know what I'm saying? It kind of just like all right, bro, like, sometimes people win, people lose. Like, mm-hmm. like I said, I have a I have a son, so, like, we'll play around. I'm like, ah, let's race upstairs, and I beat him. And he just gets to pouting and mad and stuff. I'm like, you're not going to win everything, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it, it's okay. It's okay to lose. You know what I'm saying? Every loss is not yeah. a loss. It, it, mean, it could be a lesson. It could be different things that it teaches you. But it's just, like, about changing that perspective that you have on it. Yeah. Now, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, wait, Joy, let me hear your perspective. Yeah, um, honestly, as you said that, that like, I I really respect that you said that because it definitely hit home with me. And now that I think about it, um, honestly, I'm Caribbean, so my mother's Jamaican. And so um, with me and my household, it was always like I had to achieve more. I had to do more. Like I had to be great in a sense, you know what I mean? Or else, mm-hmm. or else what was I doing with my life? And so... Um, I think now that I think about it and I'm unpacking it as we talk, um, that came from me feeling the need that my, well, let me say this. It came from the need of like, I can always do better. And like you said, AP, like, you know, I'm doing better so I can go home and show my parents I got these good grades. I'm the second, I'm one out of 26 or two out of 26 that got straight A's this semester. So like, give me a pat on the back. Like I did great. Like, you know what I mean? It was kind of like, it was kind of like, you know, me as a child having to, 
um, show my parents that I was worthy or that I deserve to be, you know, I deserve to be in the family or I deserve to, you know, be praised because I did these things at school or I had these accolades. And so that definitely hit home with me. And also um, something that my um, professor taught me in college or he just said, and he was, I think he was African. I'm not sure exactly where he was from, but he definitely said, you're not only in competition with your classmates, the people around you, but you're in competition with the world. Like students your age in China, students your age in Ghana, students mm -hmm. your age in um, Australia. You know what I mean? So it's like, mm -hmm. that was kind of the perspective that I had as a young child or even like as a teenager is like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm doing all this stuff because, one, I want to make sure that I'm breaking generational curses and, like, you know, I'm making sure that I make my parents proud and I'm doing all the things that they didn't get the opportunity to do. And second, it's because if I do this thing, like, I get praised for it. I get, you know, my I get a pat on the back. I get a pizza party. I get money from my parents. I get $20 to do what I, whatever I want to do. And so... Um, you know, now that you bring that point up, it was definitely because I felt that pressure on me as a child to just do more and to be more and to really strive. Um, I'm sure part of that also just comes from me being a Capricorn. Um, but yeah, you know, like I definitely feel that perspective and I really respect that you said that because <clears throat> I feel like a lot of children who have parents who are not from America, like you get that, like you have... It, your parent is constantly telling you, you know, you have all these privileges. You are born in America. Like, you know what I mean? You, this isn't that hard. Why are you making it that hard? And so with me, it's like, I always felt the need to just do more and strive above what was already done and what was already expected. Um, and so I definitely get that. I feel that. So it like, okay. So I want to take everything that we just talked about and, like, bring it back to the initial topic, right? And so, like, we talked about, like, just, like, overachieving in a sense or, like, the competitiveness that comes with success or just yeah. always, like, outsourcing and wanting more and kind of how, like, it it's, it comes from somewhere, right? Like, whether that's your yeah. childhood, whether that's the way that your parents um, nurtured you or, like, whatever. And I feel like that brings me kind of reassures me as to like why I say that I'm okay with once I once me and my partner get to a certain place that we can be comfortable because I just feel like there's so much that's attached to like outsourcing success you know like I feel like I personally and like please don't mistake like when I say like being content once we get to a certain level of like just being like too comfortable or no longer uncomfortable. But like I think that there is there's so much um, there's so much peace and contentment. I think that there's so much joy there. And I think that as a as a natural go getter, as a natural dream chaser, you're always going to be inspired to do more like you're never going to get too comfortable in life because that's just not your natural nature but I think that like even now like all right I'm single I'm very young I'm 25 like but even now in the space of that I'm I, that I am in my life sometimes I have to understand that everything comes in a season right like there's some seasons in my life where 
them late nights, early mornings are worth it. There are some seasons in my life where I got to stay on calls all day, no sleep, no rest, eat when I can. Like there are seasons where my life calls for that. But then there's other seasons in my life where sometimes God literally sits me down. And as much as I try to work hard and get it, God's like, I'm not going to let you out of this season until you genuinely learn how to be still. Because a part of stillness is so much power there. Sometimes you, you're going after so much, you're not even really hearing from God no more because you're just chasing, 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 chasing externally. And sometimes you have to be still to even be able to hear from God and to be able to be resourceful and be purposeful in the way that you're working to be. And so I say that to say, like, I feel like when me and my partner have done the work to really enjoy the fruits of our labor, I want to be able to be in that space and be okay and be. And when I say present, like meaning like me, we're like not. And I guess is maybe present is not the right word because I was about to say, like, be able to genuinely enjoy each other without you know, having to worry about other things. And I feel like you can still do that, you know, in those beginning stages or wherever it is that you are in your relationship. But I just, I don't know, like for me, I've noticed so many things that I late, like as I grow through life that I have to turn around and heal from or kind of work on because of how hungry and determined I am. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I feel like in life, there will always be different seasons that we'll be in. So for example, we may be in that go-getter phase at one point. Um, or you may be in that phase of like, I found a great job, I, a great career. I love this career. I'm making great income. Like I have my house. I have my children. This is great. And then you'll be in a season of like, you know, sometimes, unfortunately, knock on wood, <clears throat> people can lose it all. And you're in a season of, you know, sadness. You're in a season of, you know, confusion and so there's also that season of just being content and being happy, like when you get exactly what it is that you strive to get. So I definitely I don't want to undermine that at all. But I think personally, I'm I'm the type of person that. OK, so let me tell you all this. This is kind of personal. But the other day, right, I had a kind of like a revelation or like a talk with God where God where I felt that God was telling me that all God is like our, our parent, right? You know what mm -hmm. I mean? We have that type of relationship with God where God is like our parent. And what do our parents want? They want the best for us. They want us to strive and do the best we can so that, you know, at the end of this lifetime, we are happy, we are satisfied, and so are they. And so what does God want? God wants us to be happy and to strive and to be a servant and do all that we can and, like, put our mind accomplish anything that we want in this lifetime and so god wants us at the end of this lifetime to be a, you know to be able to say to us a job well done a job well done and for us to be really content in everything that we accomplished in this lifetime right and so right now the joy in 2017 that graduated from college wanted to be a lawyer right but the joy mm -hmm. right now in 2022 is completely different completely different where I have different goals and different aspirations. And so while I could have been an attorney for like one or two years and love that, um, it's, it's also okay for me to switch careers and want to do something different and allow that to feed my soul as well. And so I say that to say a job well done is not necessarily like me doing one thing for the rest of my life and being content in that and comfortable in that. Um, but a job well done is also me doing any and everything that I want to do in this lifetime 
and never feeling like I have to stop at a certain point and never feeling as if, you know, um, like I did what I could do and that's it. Like, I feel like a job well done is literally chasing any and everything that you want to do in this life because we only have one life, right? All of us, one thing that's guaranteed is birth and transition or death, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, you want to make sure you strive to do every single thing that you can. And that doesn't just have to be career. You know, as we stated in the beginning of the episode, that can be spiritually, it can be emotionally, it can be mentally. Maybe you're the type of person that once you get to a certain point, mentally, you just want to keep growing, keep learning. Mm-hmm. because You can never learn enough. Um, or you want to get closer to God, maybe, whatever that looks like for you. Um, you just want to continue to elevate and achieve more and grow. And so that's why I say that, because you can grow in several different aspects of your life. We're all spiritual beings. Yes, we come here and we get this career and we serve people and we love it. But at the same time, I feel like we never want to get content to a point where it's like, yes, enjoy life. I get that. We want to enjoy life and live life, but we never want to get content to a point where uh, we achieve the big thing that we always wanted to achieve. And then we're sitting there and we're like, okay, what's next? And then we're going through a, a midlife crisis or a life crisis in general, because we don't know, we set our minds to accomplish one goal and now we don't know what's next. Or now we have to rediscover, unlearn and relearn ourselves to rediscover now what is it that I want in this point in my life <clears throat> to, um, you know what I mean? Make sure that I've done everything that I could do to say that when I transition from this lifetime that I'm happy and I'm content and like God can tell me a job well done. Mm-hmm. Um, so I say all that to say I'm, I definitely don't think that it will be a point anytime soon in my life. And I'm 26, so I get it, um, that I will feel content and that I want to chill and that, like, you know what I mean? Me and my partner are rocking it out. I just really want to always be growing in some type of way. And maybe that's just my personality. Um, if I'm not growing in my career, maybe there's a different aspect of my life where I'm growing in my spirituality and mm-hmm. I, you know, I expect my partner to do the same. Maybe it's a part of, my, you know, I'm at a part of my life where I'm growing in my relationship with my family members. And I want to, you know what I mean? Like I want to heal that aspect of my life. I feel like it's always somewhere to grow and achieve more. And I feel like as humans on this earth for a certain amount of time, because honestly, I was just reading something and I was telling my partner and he was just like, girl, why are you even talking about that? But the average lifespan for a man is like 70 something years old. Um, And so like for me, we're like halfway there. So in my mindset, (laughs) I I know it sounds crazy, but But that's not halfway there. I know not halfway there, but in my mindset, it's like, okay, shoot. Like I don't, you know, time is limited on here, and I just want to make sure I make the most of it. So, but don't put that that, pressure on yourself. I know so much pressure. I feel like we have all this pressure, but like, you know, what I'm saying, you don't have to. I feel like I look at like growth as like, I mean, I I don't know if you guys played video games that much when you was younger, but like, Mm it would be like, let's say in a basketball, like in 2K or in Madden, right? You could create a player, or you could just go through different player stats, right? And they might be good at shooting really good at ball handling, mm-hmm. really bad at rebounds, really bad at steal things, right? So it's like you got these different meters in different places that you can grow in, right? Like spirituality, mentally, physically, mm-hmm. physical health. Like mm-hmm. So just growing those different areas 
is as you continue to go, like as you continue to, you know, get older, like grow in those different areas, like your relationship, like yeah. you said, relationship with your family. Let's pour a little bit here. Like I've been pouring a lot into one area, but not the other. Right. I've been pouring so much into my career, but what about my family life? Like, what about my mm -hmm. son, my relationship with my son? Like, mm -hmm. I feel like you just have to continue to pour in different buckets of your life mm -hmm. to overall grow. It's not like a one size fit all. Mm -hmm. Just because I'm doing good in my career, I'm not, that doesn't mean that I'm doing good in all these other areas that I might have lacked because I put so much growth um, time into that one um, specific area. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nah, I feel that. And Joy, I, I would say that I can, I can relate to you, but like, once again, like, I've realized that my, like, how you, like, you, I didn't mean to laugh. I just can't believe you said that, but like, you're like, <laughs> all right, I'm 27. The average life is 70, and we're 26. halfway there. Like, oh, 26, my bad. <laughs> but like, all right, I feel like I'm halfway there. But it's like, you're really not, though. Like, yeah. you know, and I feel like for me personally, I'm always on this, this cue of like wanting to do more and wanting to do more. But I, I too realized that that was tied to trauma because mm. at the end of the day, the, the first time I seen somebody get killed, I was 14. So growing up, I I lost my very close classmate at 16 years old. And that was the second death that I encountered at 16. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And this is not just a sickness, a natural death. These are people getting drugged and killed, shot through the bus. There's so many people that I grew up with by the age of 18 was dead or in jail. So I say that to say, like, I realized I'm always, you know, like, what do I got to do next? What do I got to do next? And as I say on a podcast, I can enlist a million of accolades that I have that family members of mine that's 50 and 60 years old hasn't accomplished. But for some reason, it still just don't be feeling like enough. Like I always just need to do more, do more. And it always feels like I need to do it before time runs out. Yeah. But when you take a second, like look back and be like, yo, why am I really in a rush? Am I in a rush because I'm trying to get it fast? Or am I in a rush because subconsciously I, I've learned that, people that look just like me or have the type of life that I have are dead by this age. So if I don't mm. do X, Y, Z by this time, then I'm out of time. Or by the time I have to see the pearly gates that I'm not going to be able to say job well done because I didn't get everything that I need to get done. So I would say like to challenge you to just kind of take a step back and be like, all right, what is the real rush? Because sometimes I remember I was getting my hair done and I was talking to this girl about it and she was like, yo, Sometimes when you go too fast, you just, you hungry, you hungry, you're trying to get it, you're trying to get it. Or the only way fast can take you is crashing. So it's mm -hmm. like, if you carry this mindset of feeling like time is running out or time, you got to get it done. It's like, you're running fast, but you're really not even going anywhere because you're missing so many marks. Like you're so worried about speed and checking things off the list that it's like, you're missing the pivotal points of whatever it is that God has in his path for you. Mm -hmm. and, and I don't even know if that is like something that you needed to hear or somebody else that's listening needed to hear. But I feel like that's something that a lot of people in our generation, generation suffer yeah. with. And even if it's not as deep as me, where it's like, okay, mine's is attached to trauma, but social media, right? We have social media. We get on our timelines. You see 25 year olds that are millionaires that have thousands, mm -hmm. millions of dollars that have Rolls voices mansions is living these extravagant lives and you see it so much and it's people that you feel like you can relate to but we also got to remember that's not the average person like that's like 0.1 percent of people that are mm -hmm. actually our age so it's like sometimes we need to go back to the drawing board and text and check ourselves and ask us like ask ourselves like what exactly is it that like what do i really want right now and why 
am I in so much of a rush to get it? As a mother, if I carry a child for nine months, anywhere before that nine months, if I had the baby at six months, seven months, my baby is going to be considered premature and my baby is now at risk. So I feel like we have to carry that same mindset through life and not be so much in a rush to get that thing, but we're willing to go through the process because sometimes the process is better than the thing. And we're so we're chasing yeah. after the thing, thinking the thing is going to give us fulfillment, but really the fulfillment comes in the process. And I'm going to wrap it up and just say my dad always tells me, you have to remember, growth is a process and it's not an event. An event you mm-hmm. come and you stop at and then it's mm-hmm. over, but process is something that's ongoing and sometimes it never even stops and we have to be okay with that because that's what true growth is mm-hmm. uh, what do you have to say about that ap no I, I agree i feel like that kind of just goes to what i was saying like those those buckets that you kind of pouring into is not gonna ever be completely filled it's never going to be mm-hmm. a point in your life where you like oh i have a hundred percent the best relationship with my family or i have a hundred percent i'm at the best place i could be with my life with my job like i kind of said earlier like you got Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk, they still striving to do more and change more. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like you're never going to get to that a hundred percent mark. So, you know, kind of just look at it as a journey and just enjoy that journey. Be present in it. Understand that, you know, you look at yourself, look at old pictures, look at old videos. Like, Oh dang, where was I at during that time? Like, what was mm-hmm. I doing during that time? Like how much money was I making during that time? What was my mental mm-hmm. like? You know what I'm saying? What was my friend groups? Who was I surrounded with? What type of stuff was I getting into? And then go back and, and look at yourself right now and ask yourself those same questions and do that self-assessment mm-hmm. just to measure that success and that growth that you've kind of prayed for back then that you currently have now. I really, yeah. I appreciate both of y'all's perspective because it kind of like gives me a moment of, like you said, Brittany, like, you know, am I rushing the journey or what does that look like? But I would definitely say, um, you know, personally, I feel like, I do take the time to appreciate the journey and everything that I got through, but it took me a while to get there. Um, It took me a while to get there, one. And also, I feel like it's something that I naturally do. I don't even know how to describe it. I don't know if whoever can relate to this, Um, but it's definitely something that I naturally do that I don't even mean to do, if that makes sense. Um, And so I personally feel like there are these goals and these accolades and me feeling like I constantly want to grow and I constantly want to achieve a new thing. Um, But at the same time, yeah, there's pressure that goes with that, but I, I don't know. I feel like I'm naturally wired like that, but I definitely want to revisit and like, like y'all said, kind of get the underlying meaning and feeling of exactly why I feel that way or exactly why Um, like I'm wired that way in a sense. And so I love that both of y'all gave that perspective. Um, and so I kind of want to end the last question and going back to our topic, um, because this definitely was supposed to be (laughs) about what our partners, you know, what we would want (laughs) from a partner. And so I want to ask both of you, like, is that, um, something or Brittany, I know you're single. So is that for Britt? Is that something you will want from a partner? Like that mindset that I was talking about of always wanting to achieve and always wanting the next thing and always wanting to grow. Um, so yeah, I'll take your perspective first. <laughs> um, I would say that in closing, like as I, you know, wait for God to send the lucky man, 
I would like to be with a person who, um, of course, is a go-getter, dream chaser, all of those great things. But more than anything, I just say a man that has very strong discernment and knows uh, what Mm -hmm. it is that God is calling for in his life. So Mm -hmm. if that means, um, you know, not just a man who knows God, but a a man who knows how to hear from God. And then when he does hear from God, that he moves accordingly. Mm -hmm. Um, And so with that is comes with being able to identify what it is that God wants in his life. So if this is a God, if a season that God is calling him to stillness, um, that he has the obedience and the the self-control to be able to do that. And then if it's, if God is calling him to a season of um, hard work that he's able to obey that and to to do that and just being able to like identify like what season is in that in his life that he's in that you know that serves him that serves God that serves me and our family and our life um and I guess in closing yeah basically that's just that's just what I want and is able to be at peace with no matter what what it is that God is calling whether it's a hard season um a pruning season uh, you know, all of that. But yeah, that's me. <laughs> and what about you, AP? I know you described it in the beginning, but could you like elaborate a little bit more about um, you know, if that's truly what you want in a partner and yeah. Yeah, I just feel like in my, in, um, that in my has relationship. that mindset of like always wanting to get more because I feel like I your vibe is, and I really love it and appreciate it, like you are very self-aware I can tell and very like you know what I mean like I don't know basically you're very self-aware and it seems like you're very calm and collected and so tell us more about that I think I kind of get that just because we have frequent like hard conversations right yeah so like flaws that I do flaws that I do have within myself she could call that out and kind of tell me about myself and you know say and vice versa right and I think that Having that self-reflection, having that mirror constantly put in front of you, it's gonna you have no choice to but to grow, right? It's not like you're talking down mm-hmm. to me or something all the time, but like mm-hmm. it's things that you might have heard before. And now at this age in your life, you're like, dang, this is somebody else telling me this yet again. And it's like, dang, like all these years I probably had just been putting this away or whatever and suppressing it and not even really dealing with it, but like kind of just being able to hear that from them. And because you the delivery might be better or you know, you might be in a different place where you can receive it. It yeah. kind of just keeps you on your toes to continue to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, like, like as you get older, like, the different lessons and life lessons that you go through is going to just teach you mm-hmm. that you have to be able to be receptive and mm-hmm. to grow uh, for certain things, right? So um, I won't say I'm always, like, cool, calm, collected. You know, everybody has their breaking points. They have their times when they're frustrated. But I just think that the way I respond to it now, is mm. is what's more important because you know like and, and going back to what i just said like when you when you have to have that self-reflection moment you could be mad that somebody's telling you about yourself or you can be like you know what right. i never really realized that i did that or i made you feel that way or i made it made somebody else feel somebody like and you kind of take that and you chew on that for a little bit you know you don't even when someone says something to you you don't always have to just give a a, a response right mm-hmm. sometimes you got to just hear it chew on it take some time maybe come back two days later like hey you know babe i talked i remember we had that talk on wednesday and you know i took some days to just like reflect on that and i appreciate that you know i didn't know that i did that you know like those things will help you grow a little bit i just think that sometimes we listen to respond instead of just listen to understand so yeah those those things kind of just help 
it helps a lot inside of relationships. Yeah. yeah. I would say too, if you can just touch on it before we wrap up. Sorry, I know we're just like, tell us this, tell us that. But um <laughs> if uh I feel like having that type of mindset, you know, takes a lot of uh or not even just a mindset, but like going through life like that, it takes a lot of vulnerability and a lot of like trust, you know. So how is there any advice that you can give another young man that's listening or just anyone in general? Like, what does, what does that take for, uh, for you within yourself to be mm-hmm. able to allow someone to even correct you in those ways without being defensive? And I mean, if, if you ever are defensive, that's a normal, you know, mechanism. But like, how do you take that criticism and, and feel safe? Like, how have you created that? Yes. So, and so I'm not, I'm not this perfect being, right? I know we, yeah. I know sometimes talking and stuff like you probably can get that from somebody, but like, I mean, I I'm very. That's one thing that I've actually been working on is that how not to be defensive when someone says something, mm-hmm. like how not to be like so combative, like oh, no, what you mean? You do this too? Like that that doesn't really do anything, right? You know what I'm saying? That doesn't like understanding like it doesn't do it. And sometimes it just takes you going through a, a situation where someone is like doing the same thing that like pulling the you on you. Mm. for you to be almost mm-hmm. like oh okay i'm tripping so i've been tripping like this for a while like then it, and when you get that kind of realization it's like okay then you could kind of like move forward to be able to like be your best self but i, I think that sometimes like with, it's, it's certain triggers like that somebody might tell you about yourself mm-hmm. that you'll be like no i'm not oh i've grown so much since mm-hmm. i used to be like yeah you you probably did grow so much you probably did used to be xyz but and this juncture and this in this current point in, uh, in life, you just did it to me or you made me feel this way. So I think that um, that receptiveness, receptiveness kind of comes from one experience um, when when somebody does it to you. Like when, when that same thing happens to you or you're trying to tell somebody about themselves and they kind of get combative or something like that. And it kind of just makes you look in the mirror like, wait, I just do the same thing. Yeah. So um, I think that experience is the is the best teacher of that. And I also just feel like um, like I said, I have a brand earlier and another perspective is I always I challenge myself to hear somebody else's perspective, see somebody else's point of view, see somebody else's like, you know, way of thinking and like how I can put myself in their shoes to say, OK, how would I feel if this same thing happened to me? Right. And so a lot of times I like to reverse situations and that gets the point across to me quite clearly because I'm I'm able to see from their lens and say, oh. Okay, I see what you're saying. Like, um, one time, like in the beginning of our relationship, like sometimes when people say sorry to me, it's if we're in an argument, like mm-hmm. in the beginning of our relationship, like if we was in an argument or we had a disagreement and you just say sorry, ah, I bet I, I apologize, right? I'll be like, I don't believe you, mm-hmm. right? Because you just said it in a way where I feel like I don't believe you, right? Mm-hmm. And so, I in the beginning of the relationship, I would struggle with that where to the point is like, okay, like AP, like I, I apologize. And I'm trying to move forward, but you're still stuck in it because you don't believe that my apology is genuine, right? Mm. And it, it took until, like, something happened where, like, me and my sister had a big disagreement, and I apologized to her, and she didn't believe me. And mm. I'm just, like, complaining to my girl, and she's like, in that moment, she was like, well, you see how that could feel, right? Mm. And I was like, damn, like, yeah, I do see how I could feel. Like, wow, like, I done did this to you how many times, you know what I'm saying, in the past, like, and now I'm really genuine. I'm like, yo, I, I said I apologize. I wouldn't want you want me to do. And it's like, yeah, exactly. It doesn't feel good to not be believed and stuff. So I think that when that lens is switched back on yourself and that happens to you, it's easy for you to understand it a little bit better. Yeah. 
that's good sorry I, the last question i promise this time um is there anything and this is the true wrap up but is there anything that you do to kind of um you know always to get yourself to this point like you know whether that's a good group of friends like do you read books podcasts spiritual leaders like what do you do to yeah. pour into yourself to be able to get to the point where you're even open to other perspectives or open to the conversation of growth healing and evolving um i think that the biggest factor for me has been therapy I love, uh, I we love that love that yeah i think that uh a lot of stuff a lot of traumatic experiences has happened to me in my life and mm. you know what i'm saying to the, I ain't gonna get too deep, but like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just like a lot of traumatic experiences has happened to me, and I kind of suppressed all of this stuff and just kept going, kept moving, kept trying to accomplish this thing and that thing. And I think that when I went to therapy for the first time was in 2020. Um, I had a black male therapist. He was like a 60 year old man, and I felt like I was talking to like a father figure almost. You feel me? And you know, I was getting, I was gaining a lot of insight. You know, what I'm saying from a professional. You know what I'm saying? And, and they, it's not even necessarily, I think people think therapy, like people are going to tell you what to do, but it's really not. It's really kind of like a sounding board. Mm-hmm. And the sounding board, while you're talking about it, you end up kind of talking yourself to the right mm-hmm. path or right answer. Mm-hmm. Sometimes just having that sounding board, they know the, the questions to ask you to bring certain things about. Mm-hmm. And you end up kind of talking yourself to that answer. So it's like, once you do therapy for long enough, I think that you start to learn a little bit about yourself and you learn about like how other communicate, like communication styles might be presented. Right. And I think that that's kind of gotten me to where I'm at. And um, of course, just healthy conversation with friends, you know, um, understanding that like if, if you, you can't go to your friends always just on bad stuff when you're talking about your partner, like yeah, because they'll, your friends uh, end up hating your partner. Right. Like yeah. if you only come to them with the bad yeah, and you know, you only telling them the bad stuff. Oh yeah, you know that she said this, or you know that she like some things is in house is in house, like the old school rules. Like you know what I'm saying, what happens in the house stays in the house. Like, yeah. um, it, it's healthy to have like conversations with your friends, of course, but it should be a balance, right? Yeah. It shouldn't just be like, it shouldn't be just oh yeah, he did this, you know, he just did this. Mm-hmm. What about oh yeah, you know, he surprised me and took me here, or he he did a really kind gesture, or he made me feel really safe. Like yeah. you know, those things is just just as good to share than the bad, you know what I'm saying? I, I know the bad gets the clicks, it gets the it gets the girls talking, it gets the boys talking, but you know, the good things do too, right? You know, the sweet oh. things do too. So I have a question oh, though. Thank you. I have oh, a question. Sorry. So this is kind of like I know everybody is like we all feel our ways about this, but what's your sign? I'm a Pisces. Pisces? Okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I I know Pisces y'all are usually very like in tune with your emotions. Emotions, yeah. Like in tune with life in general and so that is definitely amazing but overall that's not to say like whatever your sign is or whoever you are from whatever walk of life that you can't do it um and so just to wrap up I actually heard this quote from someone that and it motivated me just to know they basically said I'm not in competition with anyone around me like I'm in competition with the person that I was before and so that really hit home with me and knowing that, you know, you're not in competition with any whatever relationship your friends are in or whatever the case may be. You're in competition with the person that you were prior a month from now. Like like you said, if you like who who you were before, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Looking at old videos or looking at 
old pictures? What were you making at this point? Like be in competition with yourself. Um, and so I really definitely enjoyed this competition, this competition, Lord, um, this conversation, <laughs> right? That competitive side coming out, but this conversation and knowing that like, you know, it all depends on who you're with and your partner. And also what I'm taking from this conversation is it depends on where you are in life and like what you invest into yourself, um, whether that's therapy, whether that's self-healing, whatever that looks like for you, or, um, you know, having conversations with your friends or your loved ones, whatever that looks like for you, um, just make sure you're always working on yourself personally so that you can show up for your partner um, and just be your authentic self, whether that looks like you growing and achieving more constantly with your partner or whether that looks like y'all having a goal for yourselves and being content in where you're at. No judgment zone here. Um, and so I really appreciated this conversation. I could ask so many more questions. Um, and I know this conversation could go on forever and ever, but I really appreciate you being on the podcast, AP, and I appreciate you offering such a mature and like wise perspective to our listeners. So if you could just tell them where they can find you a little bit about yourself moving forward. Sure. Sure. Um, Instagram at a one Peters, um, my clothing brand is another clothing line on Instagram. It's just real simple tag. A1 Peters for my personal page and clothing brand is another clothing line. And uh, yeah, catch me at, you know, shout out to Union Church. I'll be going to Union Church on Sunday. Yeah. Flowers location. Um, yeah. That's, you know. And wait, what's your clothing brand page? I don't know if I missed it. Um, it's, it's at another clothing line. Got you. Okay, and I love that. And y'all, honestly, this conversation, we want everyone to know we're all in different walks of life. And like AP was saying, like it took him therapy and like, you know, so much to get to this point. Even with me personally and Brit, I'm sure she can relate. You know, it took therapy and it took, you know, just self-reflection to get to a point where you don't get intimidated by either option that we, you know, mentioned, or you don't get offended by either option we met, we mentioned. And so, um, yeah, I really appreciate this. And I also want to take the time to send our love and our care to everyone that was affected, um, or whether that's emotionally, physically by the most recent, um, shooting in Texas or the most recent, incident that took place in Texas and we just want to send our love and um, we're going to close out by saying our contact information so Britt yes thank you so much uh, again AP like Joyce said this conversation was really refreshing and I'm like yes I'm ready to go home and do some work on myself so no, I hope that everyone that listened to this episode um, you know was able to take what they needed so take what's for you leave what's not and just remember to honor yourself and honor the season of your life that you're in you know things change every day so you won't be where you are today ever again in your life so you might as well honor it um and if you aren't following us already you can follow our instagram page at official back to her and the two is the number two and then um if you would like to follow me my instagram is according to brit with three t's Yes, and sorry for the background noise, but um, you can follow me on Instagram at Joy Jolene, J-O-Y-J-O-E-L-E-L-E-N-E. And of course, please leave a rating. 
Um, we appreciate you all for always tuning in and being so loyal every Sunday. Um, we really appreciate you. And of course, share this with a friend. If you know they can benefit from this podcast episode in any way, shape, or form, please share it with them because knowledge, we're always learning and evolving. And so, yes, we really enjoyed this episode. Thank you again, AP, for coming on and joining us. Thank you for us. having me. I really appreciate yeah. it. It was a very refreshing. Yeah. Yes, no problem. Yeah. If you ever want to come back, you're more than welcome. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I will. All right. Thank see you. y'all. Have a great Sunday. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.